Hello, everybody out there. This is Jeff, True Knowledge, in the house with a interesting, as always, and entertaining guest panel along with me. I am waiting for my co-host, Cybernetic Shark, but I'm going to just rock it solo without him for right now. But we are here on the MCU's Bleeding Edge, live streaming, as we are every other Wednesday evening, to do a Hawkeye Episode 4 review. Um, and... We're also going to jump in to and do some uh, trailer uh, watching reactions. Um, I've got some stuff for the panel to check out and kind of get their opinions on and whatnot. Some stuff that's not necessarily Marvel focused, um, kind of some surprise stuff. And uh, I want to go ahead and introduce the panel for this evening. Um, we've got, uh, for the first time in three years, Arch Stanton. What's up, Arch? What's up, man? It hasn't quite been three years, but it's been at least three months, and it's been, it feels like forever, so it's well be three years. Good to see you, buddy. It's good to have you back, man. It's good to see that that uh, that that welcome face, that uh, that face I know. But uh, we also have from the same exact place, um, Sakar.freeforms.net, the podcast of champions. We have once again Renee. Good to see you, Renee. Hi there. I hope you're doing all right. Um, I certainly. Am. That's good, I'm, and I'm glad to have you back on the Bleeding Edge. And, of course, we have Cam from Cam In Focus on YouTube at the Geek News Now <laughs> Network. How are you, Cam? Doing all right, man. How is everybody else doing today? Yay. We're all smiling, baby. <laughs> We're all smiling. We're all smiling. Big, big smiles, big smiles. D.D. Mega Doo-Doo. I'm sorry. <laughs> that She's never smiling. gets old. She's smiling. So, you know, anyways. Hey, what do you guys think about my new intro music? I liked oh, it, man. Yeah. It, was, it was pretty, it, pretty good, it, it right? It was some good hype music. Good change, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I figured, you know, the whole, like, the it, whole, it like, hard rock. That's, today's the first day I started playing it. I, I, I recorded a couple segments with Cyber earlier today. A couple of like short mini segments, like similar to what Cam's been doing on Cam and Focus, um, like mostly for GNN to tell you the truth. Um, and let me just mention really quick that we are, of course, with Geek News Now Network. I want to shout out to everybody at Geek News Now Network. But um, yeah, we recorded a couple of segments earlier today, some 10, 15 minute segments. And so I tried it out then. But um, yeah, I slapped it together this morning, man. And uh, I've got like two or three other ones that I'm working on too. 
so I can kind of change things up a little bit, you know? Shout out to Pardon. Artlist. If you ever need, like, really good uh, music that you can actually use in your YouTube videos, Artlist is the shit. I'm glad you're getting so, started, man. I like Yeah, hey, listen, I'm learning every day, right? Get a little bit better every day. That's all we can do, right? That's it. I'm telling you, man. I, I, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna find cyber. Um, for being this late for the show, man. I'm disappointed. No, I'm just kidding. So, cyber. I guess cyber will just have to miss out. But I'm gonna start things right off and get right the hell into it by slapping y'all up with some serious the Batman trailer two noise. What's up with that? Who actually has seen that trailer before today? Cam? Oh, yeah. Okay, Renee, you haven't seen it. Arch, I know you haven't seen it. Uh -oh. I haven't seen it. I didn't even know it was I think he has an audio issue. 
Arch, your your no. your mouth is not matching your words, Barbara. Just letting you know. It look it looks like you've got some like you ever you ever seen that movie Frozen? I don't even Arch. I don't um, know if you can. I don't know if you can hear me or not, brother. Um, I got it you. looks like you're having some technical difficulties. Either way, can you hear me, Arch? Yeah, I got you now, man. Okay, brother. So Arch doesn't watch trailers, so I'm just assuming that he probably hasn't seen the Batman Two trailer. Um, maybe he has though. Who knows? Maybe he's maybe he'll surprise us. So what I want to know is, um. I'll start with you, Renee, since you, for for real, for sure, haven't seen it. Yeah. You probably haven't seen the first trailer for it either. What's your thoughts? What are your thoughts on the fact that we have a new Batman? Um, I think I have seen the first trailer. I, I haven't mm-hmm. seen this one. Okay. Uh, yeah, I do like the idea that they're switching up Batman again. Uh, it's just been the pattern ever since, I guess, starting with um, Michael Keaton. And each each actor brings and and not only just the Batman actors, but then the actors who are playing the various villain characters, they bring their own thing to it. And I think each one has a style, some more successful than others. Um, I think uh, Robert Pettinson. I think he's going to sort of bring harken back a little bit, even even more down than what Christian Bale was. Um, which is kind of like in between, sandwiched in between um, Ben Affleck, who's more about a, more grounded, sort of, you know, the, 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 the great man who knows fallen type character. Um, so yeah, I, I, just from that, seeing both these trailers, I'm I'm looking very forward to it. Um, this I would think would be a movie I would go to the theater and watch. I would hope so. Um, Cam, what are your thoughts on that trailer? Uh, it's a, it, it's a great trailer, man. You know, it does exactly what it needs to do. It gets me hyped for the film. Um, you know, uh, right off right off the bat, you know, the cinematography looks fantastic. The way that the action is filmed, you know, with the uh, with uh, you know very wide shots and long takes and stuff like that. It's going to be a very um, a, a exciting film from an action standpoint, if nothing else. Um, and I I like that they're going for. You know, uh, a year two Batman who's still very, you know, gritty and very grungy. Uh, can't quite blur the line between Bruce Wayne and the Dark Knight. So it's going to be interesting to see how they handle such a. Um, uh, I guess you could. I, I guess you, you could almost say a, a broken character in that regard. Sure, I understand where you're coming from, and it looks like unfortunately that we lost Arch Cyber. We had Arch for about ten minutes, brother, but. He's having technical difficulties again. Um, oh. like the other day when I had him on for a different show. So he doesn't want to, he, he just said to me and tested me and said he doesn't want to fuck up the show. So he's just going to bounce for now. So it's unfortunate. I think you guys would have really enjoyed him. But um, hey, we make it work with what we got here on the Bleeding Edge. And we've got a good panel. So um, Cyber, we're talking about the Batman 2 trailer. Um, There's a second Batman trailer? Yeah, this you know, Batman 2 trailer. You didn't see it? I don't recall it. Oh, oh, yeah, they did put out a second one. Never mind. Yes, I have seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mind. So I thought you meant there was a new, new one. No, I didn't, no, no. Oh hell no, uh, no. Um, I wish that I wish that they would have come out with a new one. But so, um, I'll come around to you in just a minute, Cyber. But sticking with you, Cam, 
how do you what do you think about um what how, how do you feel about um the the new Batman Robert Pattinson as Batman does he work for you um well, well right away when you th- when you th- hear the word Robert Pattinson the first thing you think of is Twilight and it, and it's it's a really unfortunate situation that, that he finds himself in because there's, there's a whole lot of uh, negative stigma that goes along with that. Uh, even though he himself has come out and said on multiple occasions that he hates the Twilight films, he he just did it to to boost his career, basically. But um, but the, the the thing about Robert Pattinson is he can act, and he is a very good actor. Um, he just needs a good script, and he needs a good director, and and he can work magic. I don't know if you guys have seen The Lighthouse, but he was fantastic in that. Um, and and uh, it, it looks like he does a, he does a pretty good amount of uh, stunt work in this. So it, it, he's going to bring that uh, that really heavy physicality that, to the character that I'm really looking forward to. And, and, and when you think when you imagine Batman, you think of someone who's going around and beating the crap out of people, and it looks like that's exactly what he's doing. So uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see his take on the character. Every Batman actor has been different in their own way. Um, and Pattinson's just going to give us a new look at the character. And judging from what I know about him, as far as his past performances go, I think he's going to do a good job. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't see the lighthouse. I know cyber you've seen it. Haven't you? No. Oh, okay. I've seen it. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. No, I, 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 Go ahead, I remember when it, I remember when it came out and it was on the list to watch, but I never got around to watching it. Well, um, I definitely heard about his performance in it, uh, at the very least, Cam. I did hear, I, I've heard from multiple people, and I've also read articles about how well he did. Supposedly, he's been pretty solid in a couple different films. Um, but same thing to you, Renee. Um, what do you think of the Robert Pattinson Batman? Does it work for you? Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I didn't see anything I didn't like in the trailers. Um, uh, speaking of his act, I have the uh, good fortune of never seeing the Twilight film, so I'm not going to come with that bag. <laughs> Consider yourself lucky. <laughs> I've been forced to sit through them. <laughs> uh, that I, I like vampire stories, but I just wasn't really interested in those. Anyway, um, he is a very good actor. I've seen him in several movies. I think um, Water for Elephants was another one that came out a couple years ago. Uh, didn't do quite well box office wise, but I thought he did a really good job. Um, the lighthouse. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think, like I say, I think uh, like so many of these other actors that are just so top notch that have come to the Batman roles. I think he's going to, I think he's going to perform. I'm not worried about that at all. So you feel like he, like, like you don't have, you feel like he, like he comes off as Batman in the trailers. Like he, like he's legitimate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Same Especially considering that we've had, we've already had the Christian Bale who, who sort of brought that um, ninja like because he had the ninja training and all that and was more street level than what, say the um, Ben Affleck or the Michael Keaton Keaton Batman's were. Sure, um, and of course the fact that the whole the whole concept of this new Batman film is supposedly going to be that it's the second year of Batman. It's Batman Year Two, so he's got a year under his belt. And it's supposed to apparently focus more on the detective side of Batman, not just the, the punch and fight Batman. So, um, you know, I mean, Cyber, what do you think? You've seen the trailer. 
you've seen both of them. How is uh, Pattinson as 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 Batman? Uh, still yet to be determined, in my opinion. Uh, uh, I mean, in the trailers, he looks okay. Um, I'm not a big fan of his. I don't. I think he's a little overrated. I mean, I have seen some of those films that he's critically acclaimed for, and I think he's okay. I, I've seen better acting uh, from other actors. I feel, uh, but at the same time, like I think he's going to be okay. So I, I'm. I have high hopes for him that he's going to do a decent job. I mean, you got a lot to follow from Christian Bale. Yeah. You have a lot to follow from Michael Keaton, uh, Adam West. Uh, you know, all these different people that have portrayed Batman over the years, you know, they all in their own right, I feel, are have been good. I have liked them all. Even Val Kilmer, even George Clooney, I've enjoyed them. I thought they were fun. I know that, you know, Batman and Robin and Batman Forever were very campy. Uh, you know, that people consider them horrible films, but I really enjoyed them. I thought they were fun, and I thought that the two actors did a good job of portraying them. So I'm giving Robert Pattinson the benefit of the doubt from what I saw in the trailers. It looks like he might do a decent job. The biggest reason for seeing this film is because of the the other actors that are all the villains of this film. From Colin Farrell as the Penguin to uh, to the Riddler, uh, done by the awesome uh, Dan... Uh, I'm Paul trying, Dano. Yeah, Paul yeah, Dano, Paul thank Dano. you. Yeah. That man is an awesome actor from everything I've seen him in. He is freaking fantastic. Yeah, that was and, a fine for them to grab him to, to play the Riddler. The Riddler, it really was. Yeah. So I, I'm they're really the two reasons why I want to see the film. Plus also the, the fact that, you know, Keaton is making you know, supposedly Keaton had made an appearance in it. I've heard I don't know if that's true. I know he's gonna be in the Flash movie, but I have heard that he did make like a cameo in this one too as well. Uh uh, I don't know if that's 100% correct, but that's what I've heard. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Zoe Kravitz either, so her Catwoman is not really something I'm really interested in seeing either. But those two, Paul Dano and Colin Farrell, are the reason why I want to see this film. So hopefully it'll be a decent film. I mean, from the trailers, it looks like it's going to be action-packed. So them talking about it being a very detective you know, version of Batman is going to be interesting to see how much of it is actually detective work. And how much of it is actually action? Because I feel like Matt Reeves is making it a very action-packed film. Well, Cam, he sells the action pretty well from what we saw in the trailers. I mean, didn't he? I mean, doesn't he? I mean, he looks good. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's it certainly seems that way. Um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, obviously he's not Jackie Chan. There's obviously gonna, there's obviously going to be some you know stunt uh, stunt actors involved. But yeah, but you know what? The the biggest thing about filming believable action is making it, it, it's making the performance believable. And it, it doesn't matter if they put in a stuntman if your brain still thinks that it's still the character doing it. And uh, for, from what we saw in the trailer, I think that they're going to accomplish that really well. And as far as uh, the the, the uh, detective aspect of it. Um, I, I mean, l l like uh, 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 Cybernetic Shark was saying, I don't. It, it, it's kind of hard to see how they're they're gonna balance the um, detective side of it versus the action side of it. Um, obviously, the trailer is trying to show you kind of a blend of the two ideas. Um, but with the, with just the way that it's filmed, uh, it has a it has a very uh, uh, film noir kind of style. The only mm. thing that's missing is a detective in an overcoat with a fedora and a pipe. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. 
but and so and so I think that uh, with with the way that they're looking like they're going to portray the Riddler and the way it looks like Batman's handling this problem, it looks like they're going to lean a bit more <laughs> in the detective area. And given the fact that this is Batman Year Two, I think that that's a really good idea, especially you know with um, you know knowing that. Bruce Wayne and Batman are two very different people. To, I mean, to, to I mean to to be kind of metaphorical, they are two very different people. But this is Batman Year Two, so that line hasn't quite been drawn yet. So I think that what they're going for here is going to be a lot darker than we've seen Batman be in the past. And just on that on that alone, I am very excited to see how far they take the idea. Okay, um, Renee. What did you What did you think of the action scenes in the trailer with Pattinson? Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're seeing the Batman, the actor in the Batman, something that's kind of what you always see, and just kind of like a little aside. I always thought it was funny when they, because they have to put the dark makeup around the eyes and then put the hood on, and then in the scene where they pull the hood off, then they don't have the dark makeup. And, oh, just just a funny thing that I've always kind of irked me. But anyway, um. Yeah, I mean, it was typical, I mean, action. I didn't think it was anything out of the ordinary, what we've already seen, because God knows we've been, you know, pummeled with superhero action for the last two decades. But you didn't think um, it was maybe a little bit more brutal? Like a little bit more dark? Yeah, I mean, oh yeah. I mean, it, it goes off into the, before Joker has, has already gone. I mean, you know, it's, it's not that they haven't gone to these places before. Um, probably more brutal... Than what we saw in the the um, Bale Batman series, um, yeah, I think they they have really taken it down to that. To like I say, I think Joker went there, so they've got they've gotten the license to go there now. Well, I think a lot of people like it. I mean, yeah, I, 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 don't, I, 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 I like graphic violence. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with that. I, you know, I think it certainly has its place. I don't think they're going to market this as a family film. Um, I think it has it have an R rating, I'm assuming. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's an adult film, certainly. Well, they haven't said it yet, but I'm pretty positive it will have an R rating. I would hope it would. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, from, from, with the, the first trailer that we had seeing, but what, what, what is it, the, the, the mayor of Gotham, you know, dead with his entire head covered in duct tape? Yeah. That's not really something you'd see in a PG-13 crime film. No, no. This certainly is not Disney Plus type material, those trailers. I can tell you that right now. Um, I, I, I don't know if any of you have ever seen the movie Sicario. Um, yeah, I have. Uh-huh. Directed by Denis Villeneuve. Uh, yeah. Fantastic film. But seeing the head wrapped up in the tape brought me right back to the opening scene of Sicario where they, uh, where they, they, they raid... Uh, mm-hmm. The drug house, and they, and they find all those dead people in the walls with their heads in bags. Emily Blunt. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. You know what? Uh, listen, that's enough Batman talk. Let's jump onto something else. Um, before we get into our Hawkeye review, I've got something that's maybe you guys you guys may have already saw it. I'm not sure, but I thought it would be fun to talk about. I love being with people. It's the most incredible thing in the world. What are you doing? Oh, this is nice. That world may change and evolve, but the one thing that will never change, we're all part of one big family. 
Okay, Renee, did you see that? Did you see that that um, Marvel Studios celebrates celebrates the movies deal up until now? I, yeah, I think I have. I, I watched it a couple weeks ago. Okay, cool. Um, what are your thoughts on it? How, what do you think of it? Yeah, I think it's kind of like a, it's a little recapitulation of um, you know the great moments and then. Um, which I thought was with Stanley over, you know, narration. Um, which, you know, I thought very poignant. And of course, they showed, you know, crowd reaction. How we all had to um, And then rips off into the upcoming films. And now I've already seen two of those films. And I kind of, and I'll, I'll say it now, I think they were lackluster to what they promised from that promo we just saw. Um, I got high hopes for Spider Man. I think that's gonna. I think that's gonna be the one that's gonna start it back up. For, for you didn't think Black Widow was any good? Oh no, I thought they were good. I didn't say they weren't good movies. I thought I just said they they didn't give the impact that you know because we've just come off Endgame, 
and um, what are and people in, and it, we'll just put the TV shows aside. We'll just don't focus on them for that. Just in game, and then swing right into Black Widow. And I and to me that was an anticlimactic story. I know it was to introduce, um, to give a little bit more of her backstory and introduce um, what, what's the new character um, that's sort of taken the Black Widow place. I can't think of her name. Anyway, uh, Scarlett Johansson. I'm sorry. Scar <laughs> No, Scar. No, the actress who's also that we just debuted in the Hawkeye series. The the suit, her sister, Black Widow's sister. Oh. Uh, oh, Yelena Belova. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot think of her name. Anyway, Florence Pugh. I apologize for that. Anyway, yeah. I, uh, what I'm saying, I think it was it was anticlimactic, and Shang Chi and like I said, they were both really good films. Or I won't say really good films. They were good films. But they just didn't give that kick you really want to get that going. I think, and I'm what I'm saying, Spider Man, I think, will be that film. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. Cam, uh, had you seen the uh, Marvel Studios celebrates the movies before up until now? Uh, yeah, I had. Um, it's 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 always exciting seeing that you know. I mean, even even just watching it, even now, I mean, I I still get that that uh, that overwhelming sense of camaraderie. Uh, it's and it's it's nice to be a part of something like that. Um, and um, uh, I've I've seen uh, as far as the newer films, I've seen Eternals and I've seen uh, uh, Shang Chi. Uh, haven't seen Black Widow yet, but I, I actually just bought it on Blu-ray like last week or two weeks ago, so that it's on my list for a little bit later. Um, but I like I like that um, kind of in contrast to what Renee was saying. I li- I like that com- coming off of Endgame, a lot of these Marvel stories are starting to bring it down to a bit more human level. Um, you know, because the, 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 there's only so many. Um, you know, world-ending and universe-ending events that you know that, that these people can go through, and and don't get me wrong, it's it's a lot of fun to see, obviously, but um, you know, especially with something like uh, like Hawkeye, you know, it's a, it's a very human story, and I think that what uh, what draws what what draws me personally to Marvel isn't so much watching the spectacle the spectacle, but the characters. I'm I'm drawn to you know, human drama. I'm drawn to relatable uh, uh, issues that I feel like I could almost insert myself into and, and, you know, understand what these, what's going on in these people's heads rather than just the world's ending. We have to do something about it. You know what I mean? Yes, I totally do. Sure. Um, so cyber, I know you've seen that before and everything and whatnot, but what are your thoughts on that whole video and the Stan Lee, um, intro and everything i i mean i've seen it like a couple times now and i think it's an okay little montage you know of you know of showing you know some praise to stanley having him voice it over and then you know all the montage from the different films in the show and the newer films that were going to be coming out uh i mean i think it's a it's a decently done presented you know beautiful thing i don't think it's anything great i think it's just pretty you know basic i mean it shows you some simple and basic things and i mean the most exciting part was really was showing us you know when the next movies were coming out so other than that i it's it's decent i like hearing stanley talk 
And uh, other like when it comes to the the end game like thing, where like everyone's like ah something like that. I mean, I, I get it, but at the same time, I was just like when I saw it in theaters, I was like hell yeah, hell yeah. But I wasn't like screaming, you know. So I was like I was like happy, you know. But it, it, to me, it's it just I feel like it's not nothing super fantastic. Like we knew they were all coming back, so it's like yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm glad they're back. Uh, we're gonna kick butt now. Yeah, hey, I mean, on, to, to be honest, I, that's a, that's kind of the reason I'm not gonna see Spider Man on opening night. Because uh, I'm, I'm I'm kind of over, you know, the the hooting and hollering crowds, you know, for these movies. To be honest with you, uh, it's a, it's a huge pet peeve of mine to be trying to watch a movie and try to listen to the movie over something. And, uh, you know, if, if I'm watching Spider-Man and I'm trying to enjoy the movie, I don't want to hear people going, ah, oh, shit, oh, shit, next to me every two seconds. You know what I mean? That's well, Hey, Cam. All right. Well, look, I don't know how it is over by you, but in my feed, in my local theater here, for Eternals, for Venom, I think maybe there might have been like 12 or 15 people in the Eternals when I saw it. Um, maybe five or six when I saw Venom 2. Um, Shang Chi. I think there were, there was me, my date, and like a couple, one other couple. Um, and so it was four people. And then Black Widow. There might have been five people in the theater. So you know, um, I already ordered my tickets for Spider Man. I'm going to see the 10:45 p.m. Um, show, the last show of the night on on what I think is opening night, the 17th. And um, honestly, man. Um, I guess things must be different over in your area because I, I, I don't know. Like I didn't have a hard time getting my tickets and I didn't have a hard time picking my seats. And so I'm wondering well, if it'll even be a full theater when I go. Well, well, I, I, I was telling you the, uh, the, the night, that, the night that you and I were talking, you know, I'm in Cape Coral, man. And uh, yeah, it's, it's right near Fort Myers. And you know what, whenever I go to a movie yeah. theater, I want to go, I want to go to like bell tower or something like that. And um, that that theater is always packed, bro. Always packed. It, do you it, have it, a um? Do you have a uh, a, a IMAX? Uh, yes, actually, the, the, there is an IMAX theater in uh, Fort Myers, and that's actually where I went to see Dune. Oh, you lucky son of a bitch! Oh God, it was amazing. Oh my God, we still I okay. I still haven't seen Dune in the theater, but I'm gonna go see it. I think probably this weekend. I'm gonna go see, go see it. Um, not in IMAX, just in my regular theater. We and we haven't done a Dune review yet. Um, I just keep forgetting about it. But we've got to put that together because I mean, you know, you can't review films like seven years later. But uh, um, so look, I'm not gonna. I I didn't want to make a big deal out of that. Uh, Marvel Studios celebrates the movies thing. What I really wanted to talk about before we get into the Hawkeye review was this. We can't see it, but we're all trapped inside these strange repeating loops. Billions of people just living out their lives, oblivious. But this is the moment for you to show us what is real.
a deja vu. And yet it's obviously all wrong. Maybe this isn't the story we think it is. They taught you good. Made you believe their world was all you deserved. But some part of you knew that was a lie. Some part of you remembered what was real. It's so easy to forget how much noise the Matrix pumps into your head. Something else makes the same kind of noise. War. choice in Neo's life. It's not his to make. She believed in me. It's my turn to believe in her. Part of me feels like I have been waiting my whole life for you. If you want to see Trinity again, fight for her! Okay, second Matrix trailer. Cam, were you able to catch any of that? Yeah, yeah, my my my, uh, my browser crashed momentarily, but I was able to hop back in. I only lost about five seconds. Okay, great. Um, so I was wondering why I moved over. <laughs> yeah, you slid over, brother. I slid over. I'm like, ah. So Cyber, I mean, shit, man. There's a lot going on in that trailer. What do you think? Oh my god, I can't wait to see this. Uh, I was a huge fan of the three originals. Um, I know a lot of people like the first one the best, and then they, they they thought Reloaded was okay, and then Revolutions was, you know, crap. Um, but I think all three are fantastic films. I loved all three of them. And when they said that they were going to be making a fourth one, I was ecstatic. Uh, I can't wait to see this. I love Keanu Reeves. I think he's so freaking amazing. I love Carrie Ann Moss. Um, I like the idea that they're going with there where they're like, Basically making some of the characters younger, you know, like Agent Smith. They have Jonathan Groff playing. They have, you know, uh, the uh, yeah, yeah, Abu Dadi that's in Aquaman playing Morpheus as a younger version. You know, they have they have this whole cool concept. And just from that trailer, I mean, it looks like it's going to be action packed. It looks like it's going to give us a whole new take on what the Matrix is all about. And I, it just looks like it's going to be super fantastic. I, I wish that they could have waited this many years to make the first one, to have the graphics that they do, you know, uh, that they have now to do for these films. I mean, I think it's just going to be CGI epic. So I can't wait to see it. Cam, what do you think? What are your thoughts? Um, 
Uh, well, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to see it. Uh, I, I love Keanu Reeves. I love, uh, you know, science fiction, action, stuff like that. Um, I never really had a huge connection with the first three Matrix films. Uh, I, didn't, uh, I didn't see the first one until I think I was 16 or 17, um, which is at this point is like, you know, 12, 13 years ago. Um, and I, I, I thought it was good. I thought it was a fun, you know, uh, really interesting action you know, science fiction film. Uh, I thought I thought it was extremely well done. Uh, the the second two, you know, I uh, kind of building on what uh, uh, Cyber said. I uh, I didn't think were quite as good, but I still thought that they were uh, you know fun films. And um, that's about as far as my uh, love for those films go. Uh, I just never really had a huge connection with them. Uh, but but I I am going to see it. You know, to continue on with the franchise and to see Keanu Reeves do more fantastic work um and that's that's about as far as it's gonna be <laughs> are you gonna see it in the theater oh yeah oh yeah gotta okay. support it okay did you think the trailer was any good was it exciting yeah yeah um a, a, a lot of the action looks looks really uh, uh innovative uh the, a lot of the visuals are really interesting um it's i mean if it, if nothing else even if you know your knowledge of the matrix uh, franchise is rudimentary at best, like mine is. I still think it's going to be, you know, at the at the if nothing else, a fun theater experience. Okay, Renee, um, what are your thoughts on on this new Matrix film and this trailer we just saw? Uh, yeah, the um, the trailer, yeah, because it brought in enough of the um, the prior movies so that people who aren't familiar with it. I mean, there's going to be like a whole you know, millions of people who probably aren't familiar with it to get them to go back to watch the other films, um, which I think they're streaming right now. Uh, I do remember the first Matrix. I, I remember liking it a whole lot. I cannot remember if I watched it the second two. Um, I think I may have watched the second one, but um, if I did, it, I guess it didn't impress me. Um, I am going to go back and rewatch all three movies, though, at this point. Uh, because I want to see this fourth one, because not only um, is it going to update, you know, and, and bring in what was going on in our society, because that was, you know, a controversial film. And, of course, the term red pill or blue pill, you know, comes from that. That's sort of become part of our culture. Um, so what what they were saying then and what they're saying now, I want to see I want to see that commentary, because um, I think that's it's going to be a political film. Uh also, um, I think Keanu Reeves, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Here's, here's a young guy. He started out as a young guy doing goofy parts, got into this. Um, was not really, I thought, a really good actor. He was just, you know, a pretty actor, and he, he had that romantic, that um, uh, pre-rapidite. He looks, he, he, looks like, he looks bangable if you're a woman. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but over time, he really has learned his craft, and the last few films I've seen him in, I... I you know, non-science fiction, they're just regular, non I'm not talking about the John Wick and all that, I'm talking about just regular movies, I thought he's done a really good job, so I'm looking forward to that also. They did a good job, when you see him with his head shaved and everything, just like in the original Matrix movies, it looks very similar, mm -hmm. um, I definitely noticed that, um, it, you know, uh, and Trinity looks really good too, um, for her age, she's, she's the, um, uh, I forgot what is her name? Carrie Ann Moss. She's always been a good-looking woman. I've always liked her. 
Um, she was in Memento, which is a great, great film um, from way back. But, um, you know, I wanted to ask you guys if you had uh, heard anything about this that came out today. Ah, uh, classic clip. You like that, Cam? <laughs> yeah. They make it look so believable. Hey, I made that. Oh, did you make that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> okay. I'm getting good, man. I, like no, I said, I get real. better every day. I'm learning every day. I mean, I'm not that guy in the truck that fell out of the ground or whatever. That's not me. But, you know, I mean, God knows. I hope I, I hope I don't ever end up in a situation like that. But, I mean, hey, when you've got, when you, when you've got, when you've got Chloe Zhao, when you've got Chloe Zhao, the director of the Turtles, uh, operating your emergency services, um, you know, things get rough at times. <laughs> Definitely. So, um, beyond uh, the uh, the Matrix Two trailer, well, actually, I wanted to ask one more thing before we actually move down to the Hawkeye review. Um, I, I'll go to you, Cam. Um, do you, who 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 was asking for another Matrix film? Do you know anybody who was asking for Matrix Four? Um. Well. Uh, the, the discussions about the Matrix weren't really discussions I was ever really, really involved in. So, uh, my, uh, my, my sample size as far as people who might have been asking for this film is relatively small. Um, but, uh, but I, I have talked to people who have said that they that they want another Matrix film, and I'm pretty sure that another Matrix movie was, uh, like rumored to be in production like as far back as I think 2014. Um, so, so even as far back as then people were, yeah, the, the, the people were kind of like, you know, you know, whispering in other people's ears about it. Like, Hey, do you hear about maybe they're making a new matrix? Well, they and, said, um, they said we were going to get a Deadwood movie like last year. I'd rather get the Deadwood movie than <laughs> matrix. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, the, 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 they said we were going to get a lot of movies last year and it didn't quite pan out that well. They made a Deadwood movie. It's already out. What? Yeah. Since yeah, when? I mean, it, 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 it was 2018. It was 2018 when it came out, not 2019 or 2020. No. Mm-hmm. They made a Deadwood movie with all the Deadwood cast and characters and everything from the from the HBO show. Correct. It's on HBO Max. Okay. I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've seen articles within, I've seen articles like in the last two years that have said that they're still, they're still in the process of putting together a film for Dead. It's Boy. a second one. It's a second one, not oh, a first okay. one. Okay. Um, you know, uh, Renee, do you feel like we needed a Matrix 4? I mean, you didn't even see Matrix 2 and 3, so. Well, uh, no, I, I wasn't <laughs> asking for one, but I'm assuming that, um, Bean Counter said, "Well, Matrix, these X, they made X amount of money, and John Wick made X amount of money, and then they're banking on putting John Wick and the Matrix and, and Neo together." I, 
that's just my opinion. I don't know, just being cynical about it. But yeah, I think that's probably more behind it than the fan base. Well, when it comes to the movie itself, I'm pretty sure. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. <laughs> yes, that's probably how it's going to be, basically. That's what your movie experience is going to be like, just to be clear. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm uh, putting it out here a little bit. Are you okay? Yeah, it's something that I've noticed it on this before. It's something like an ad that'll try to pop in and out, and it'll cut it. And um, it was like real bad. I think the last time I was on with you, and this I think it's already done it twice now. So I don't know if you it's get, me or you guys. I've never heard of that. You actually get yeah. ads that pop on. It's some sort of an ad. It'll just sort of like pop in real quick, and and then pop out, and then it'll, the, you guys will scramble a little bit. Are you talking about back. this? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, it it, it it behaves like that, but then there'll be like images and voices from like an ad. That's that's me playing memes. Oh, okay. Well Yeah, that's me. I'm play I'm playing memes. You can't see them? No if if I do, they're not they're not coming through to me. They're kind of breaking up. Yeah. Oh, okay. It, it may be my. I'm on an iPad, so it may have to do with that. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Nope. It's they're not advertisements. It's me playing videos, playing oh, okay. memes and stuff like that. I got. Um. So, anyways, enough of Matrix Two trailer. It is a really cool trailer, though. I will say that. As far as the Hawkeye episode four goes, I won't lie to you. Um, I was actually expecting more from the episode than what we got. Um, individually, like personally, that's where I'm at with it. I mean, uh, I wasn't disappointed necessarily, but I felt like, sorry, that's my dog. I felt, I felt like, um, I felt like the first, like, I don't know, maybe like 50% or two thirds of the, of the episode were just kind of, uh, like really slow paced and kind of boring. Um, you know, but that's just my take. I mean, and Renee's already said that, um, that, uh, um, you know, that she doesn't agree with me. Um, but anyways, so, uh, let me go ahead and start with, um, with you, Cyber. The, uh, the opening scene, um, basically all we really get is like Hawkeye and Kate Bishop sitting there with Jack and Vera Farmiga, Kate Bishop's mom. And that, you know, we, we get like a pretty uh, decently length scene out of that. Um, what was your take on that whole dialogue between them? I thought it was uh, interesting. I liked it. I thought uh, it was a good way to start it off, uh, especially with the ending of the last episode. You know, the Ronin sword being, you know, put up to Hawkeye's throat. They're basically talking and discussing what's going on and, you know, and stuff like that. And uh, you get, like, this kind of this interesting dynamic where, you know, Jack is acting one way. And then all of a sudden he's sitting at a dinner table acting like he's all noble again. So I thought that was really interesting. And then, of course, Vera Farmiga's presence in this scene uh, and how... Just every episode, I feel that she gets more and more devious, and so it just keeps, they keep bringing in these little subtle little things she does to make her seem like, oh, 
is she really good or is she really bad? And when she basically, you know, ha- is having Hawkeye leave, you know, you know, escorting him out, and she basically says, you know, oh, stop the investigation, and Hawkeye and Kate haven't said anything about that, what they're investigating. How does she know, uh, you know, how she knows that? That right there is like, hmm, she seems to be in on something here. And then she secretly calls somebody and says something, and you're just like, hmm. So I think that whole scene was really fun. I really found it entertaining. I liked the dialogue between everyone, and I thought it was a really good precursor to what Vera Famiga really is going to be further down you know, in the next couple episodes. Uh, Renee, do you feel like um, with that opening sequence, um, like uh, – maybe Kate started to kind of warm up to Jack a little bit? Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, that was an interesting scene where they're sitting there and um, Jack and uh, her mother are having that sort of lovey-dovey fun play between them, and she's just sitting there like the typical teenager who's having to watch her mother make out with her boyfriend, you know. And so, But she's got a kind of a an odd look on her face, and that's a credit to, to this young actress. Um, I, I don't really know what's going on with her. I mean, is she sort of warming up to him, or is she catching, or she's, I think maybe she's, she's saying, wait, you know, she wants to tell her mother about this guy. She's putting him off, and maybe she's saying, well, what's my mom doing here? What's, what's her involvement in this whole thing? So maybe that's starting to dawn on her, and, and at that point, I think she decides she's going to go, um, party down with Hawkeye. So, yeah, yeah. I'll talk about, if I can go back just real quick. Talk oh, about no, go ahead, Renee. I apologize. Go ahead. Opening, um, what I liked about the whole OB, because last week ended with the cliffhanger, with the sword at Hawkeye's throat, and then, of course, when it opens, it's we find out it's it's a it's a ruse, you know, it's a false cliffhanger, which they do sometimes, and then we go into that a more sedate sort of backstory, which I like to say, and there, and there is fill in here, but I think because there was so much action in last week's episode, now it's ready to sort of slow down a little bit and uh, take its time and, and let us see what's going on with Hawkeye. And we really get in depth with, with his feelings, I think, in this in this uh, episode. Um, Cam, what were your thoughts on that opening sequence that, that takes up a pretty decent amount of time? Um, um yeah, it's it's um, it was definitely kind of a. Uh, detraction from the cliffhanger they left us on with ep- with episode three uh i didn't really mind it so much though um you know my, my marvel kind of has a uh has a way of just doing that um i i like I, I like that you know what when they're all sitting sitting around the table uh basically all that hawkeye says or, or has to say is just no that's that's not how it is nope i'd and, and he and jeremy renner um I've uh, I've never really seen Jeremy Renner as like a super you know fantastic actor or anything like that, but with the character of Hawkeye, he really nails the exasperated, just ready to retire, just done with everybody's crap kind of character. Uh, so you know you know uh, props to him for that. Um, and uh, what what when it comes to the scene where uh, Kate Bishop's mother and Jack Duquesne are having like the dance and stuff like that. Uh, I don't necessarily think that she's warming up to Jack per se, but I think that she's liking seeing her mother so happy because she wasn't for such a long time. 
So, so in that sense, um, she's kind of getting that feeling of contentment, but, um, you know, obviously she, uh, you know, as we come to find out, you know, Jack is basically the, the CEO of the tracksuit mafia and all that. So, um, the, the, they're introducing a bunch of different uh, angles for a family dynamic story with Hawkeye and his family, with Kate Bishop and her family, with um, the, the 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 family of Black Widow. Now that they've brought brought in uh, Yelena Belova, uh, so uh, and it's a it's a very family centric type of show. But the but that family center is all different directions of very very serious so i think that they're, they're they're really nailing that aspect of the show i swear that did not look like yelena belova to me florence Pugh to me at the end of the episode when you see her with the mask off and everything it didn't look like her uh it, it, it isn't i mean i i didn't quite think so i mean she, she, she no did, i mean, I mean no, no i'm asking everybody i mean did anybody did anybody else notice that no no she it looked like it to me. Cyber, uh, I don't... Cyber, did you feel like she looked like Yelena Belova from Black Widow? Uh, I definitely feel she was fitter than she was in Black Widow. Uh, I definitely feel that she had a different, a little bit of a different build. But I, I'm not going to get into that very much. But I'm, I'm still going back to my theory that she's not really Belova. I, she could be somebody else. Uh, it could not be, you know, I'm not going to say that it's, you know, it's, you know, Natasha. I'm just saying that possibly it could be somebody else wearing her face. So you never know. So that that's True. the reason I feel that it could possibly be why she looks, her physical appearance looks a little different, but her face was exactly the same. So I don't know if she got fitter for the role or if she just, you know, they decided to do something different or they have something planned maybe that they, we're going to eventually maybe see. They did, maybe they tried one of these on her. A hot dog. Okay. Yeah. They <laughs> well, tried a hot dog. Well, you, you, you also got to figure on the part of the, of the actress of Florence Pugh, uh, but Black Widow was filmed back in like, I think 2018. So, so that was, you know, quite a while ago, and so, so my my assumption is that she, is that the actress has probably had had more time to uh, to pre- to prepare to come back into this role. You know, you know, we you see you see that with a lot with a lot of actors. You know, their debut as a character, they look a certain way, but then when they come back as the character later, they look a, a very different way. Like if if you look at uh, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, and and, and look at him. In his uh, shirtless scene, when he wakes up in uh, Xavier's mansion, he looks very different than he does in Wolverine Two, or no, no, not Wolverine Two, uh, X Men Two. Well, at the end of the day, I know that that's Florence Pugh. I know it is. I know that's Yelena Belova. I get it. I mean, you know, it, it, it has to be. But uh, so, anyways, um, moving on from the uh, the initial um, scene, we then get to as cam already mentioned we get into the part of the film where we start to realize that um jack is tied to the tracksuit mafia we get a hangout period between hawkeye and kate bishop where they just kind of chill and hang christmas lights and stuff and like kick it or whatever um i didn't feel like anything really tangible or productive really came out of that myself like you know personally um but i'll kick it to the panel um 
that section of the of the uh the episode i guess you could almost say maybe the the second the second third of it um what what would y'all what was y'all's take on it cam um for for me it's all about building character and not, not so much building character uh like you know building you know backstory and stuff of that nature um I, t- I touch on this idea in a lot of my cam and focus videos. There's an idea called character context where you, where you take a look at the actions of a character and apply real world logic to what you're seeing. And um, well, well with, with Kate Bishop and, you know, hanging up the Christmas decorations with Hawkeye and stuff like that. I see that kind of as um, uh, uh, she's, warming up to Hawkeye, not so much as a partner figure, but, uh, but almost like a father figure. And she's never, she hasn't had a father figure since, you know, her father was killed in the battle of New York. And so uh, she hasn't had that kind of person in her life with which she was able to, you know, put up Christmas lights and, you know, listen to Christmas carols and stuff like that. Uh, Hawkeye coming into her life gives her the opportunity to be able to have that connection with somebody, you know, just like whenever he was on the phone with his son and uh, uh, he couldn't quite hear what his son was saying. And she was writing this stuff down on, on the notepad. Um, you know, just that look in her eyes as she was doing it was, was uh, that the, there, there was a lot going on there because she wasn't just understanding that he loves his son. She was also understanding that she's kind of the cause of him not being able to go home to, to uh, his son just like her father was wasn't able to come home to her, basically. So, um, so th- th- there's a lot going on there in terms of uh, character psychology, and that's a, that's what I got out of the whole. And she uh, also th- discovers that that Hawkeye is Ronan, which yes. she didn't know. That was the character interaction that I was waiting for for basically the entire first half of the series, um, it, and it, it came across as an appropriately heavy moment. Um, it, it, it was given a lot of time to stew and set in and, um, well, well, whenever she gets up to leave and Hawkeye just sits back and has that flashback to, to, uh, his days as Ronan and, uh, what, whenever Natasha Romanoff died, I thought it was a, you know, no dialogue, just the visuals. I thought it was an extremely, extremely effective scene. Well, I thought that it was an interesting parallel in that. Um, basically we got the, the, the part where Natasha was brought up in conversation and Kate actually talked about her with Hawkeye. And I feel like, um, I feel like Hawkeye feels like he owes Natasha, not just for jumping off that cliff and, and take, you know, and taking one for the team to get the, the affinity stone and end game. But that she kind of like saved him from the like depression and you know murderous spree he was on as Ronan. She she saved him and like gave him life, like brought him back. Um, and what she did, sacrificing herself to get that Infinity Stone, caused his kids and his wife to come back. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So, um, Renee, what are, what are your thoughts? Well, I think you 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 just hit right on it, uh, Jeff. Um, you, you said you didn't really get a lot from the scene, and yet you just gave us a really heartfelt um, analysis of it. 
Um, I would suggest I, can, I can be a contradiction please, from time to time. Please, please go back and rewatch the episode. You, you may come back feeling differently. Um, but anyway, I, I, one little key thing I'll bring out that was in that first se- uh, sequence when Hawkeye steals the um, sword from Jack because it's sitting there in a corner, and, seeing, and you see the, the setup, he glances. If you notice, when he goes out that door, Jack purposely. He picks up his coffee cup and he averts his eyes the other way as if he knows Hawkeye is going to take that sword. So I think that's the key thing to, to remember. Um, now, getting back into the, the, the party scene, yeah, I think it, we had the little fun parts where they're, they're decorating the tree and she's go- goofing around on her aunt's poster. And um, But then there, but there's a movie playing on the TV and it's called It's a Wonderful Life. So as we get a little bit deeper into the more poignant, the more serious part of Hawkeye burying his soul a little bit to Cade, um, we see that movie. Um, we see, um, and remember that in this particular movie called It's a Wonderful Life, it's about a man who was taken to an alternate universe by an angel to see a world as it would exist if he had never existed. Now, we're going to start jumping off pretty soon into the multi-universe where everything's going to get confused. And later down the road, I'll, I'll give you my guys, my theories on the multi-universe and what I think Marvel and Fingy and all these guys are going to try to do, um, whether they'll be successful, who knows. But but I think that's that's another key thing to remember. And aside from all that, um, Jeremy Renner is a really, really good actor. He has that hangdog, that rumpled cheap face that Gene Hackman had. And I think he's uh, a level actor uh, right alongside with Gene Hackman. Um, so just kudos, kudos to him. Well, he's definitely better looking than Gene Hackman. If I had to like, uh, <laughs> if I had to make out with a dude or whatever, like I think I'd pick Jeremy Renner over uh, over him. But um, uh, Cyber, um, go connecting off of this whole dialogue that we're having off this uh this scene in this part of the the episode what are your thoughts i absolutely love the scene uh i love that you know kate brought all that stuff brought pizza brought the movies and stuff like that i love that whole dynamic i love that they had this like this kind of like bonding moment you know at where hawkeye basically has frozen daiquiri stuff taped to himself to to, you know, basically, you know, help with his bruises and stuff like that, his aches and pains. And the Disney, like, you know, barrage of films that they showed, you know, Santa Claus and so forth and stuff like that, uh, you know, was like a crack up to me because I was like, oh, look, Disney's, you know, showing there's other stuff. You should watch these. And uh, I just thought that was absolutely hilarious. And then that whole sequence was just fun because there were so many great comedic moments there especially when she's writing on the poster and it's permanent ink and then she puts the christmas tree in front of it to cover it up and and so like that it just was a really fun enjoyable scene i really liked it and i like that it was kind of a slow down pace and period for you know like i said it was just a really good like moment for them to be, really become more buddies more pals to learn about each other and then they have kind of that serious conversation you know him kind of talking about you know Rose. him Going to. What are you doing? Okay. Somebody fess <laughs> up. 
It's all good, Cam. It happens. It no, happens, so, so, I'm not, sorry about that. My kids being a pain in the butt. Hey, listen, man. We love kids of the, on the bleeding edge, man. Even though even though kids aren't allowed to watch us, we still love them. <laughs> uh, the ba- oh, go ahead, go ahead, Cyber. So basically, all in all, I thought it was just a really great sequence and just really enjoyable and. Uh, I like that they had that dynamic between them with the comedic and then also very serious talking. So we got Jeff in the comment section, Jeff Bowman, who's a good friend of the Bleeding Edge. Remember Kate's mom called somebody and left a message, wonder if that was Kingpin. You know what? When that happened, I didn't think that was Kingpin, but... I do still believe, just like I've mentioned before in past reviews of Hawkeye, that Vera Farmiga's character, uh, Kate Bishop's mom, she's a, she's either works for Kingpin or is is Madame Mask or something. Um, like, I think that Kate Bishop's original father that died was it was in the business. He was in the mob or in, yes, in, in, in like you know crime or something like that. Um, um uh, there was this early in the the first sequence of the Battle of New York, I believe right before they get hit, they're talking about selling their um townhouse, which so apparently they're in financial straits, yeah, yes, yeah, so I mean no, I get where you're coming from um and at that point, I don't know what you, you guys can tell me what your thoughts are, Renee, what did you think of that phone call I mean. What do you think the deal is with Kate's mom? Yeah, I mean, the intrigue with her is very is deepening. I think Deb last week she talked a bit about it. How you know this something's not right with her. It's just everything's off. And and I think Kate Bishop herself is is catching on to that. Um, of course, I mean she's like you say she's head of a security company and she should she should know all these things. She should know everything about Jack. Um, she she doesn't she's acting foolish with him, but then she's not foolish the other times. So who she's calling hmm, could be Kingpin. Um, I, I'll say this: I think there's another level that kind of annoy has always annoyed me with watching the say the Netflix series versus the MCU. Um, if Thanos has, has took taken away half the universe. Why are these people still worrying about laundering money at this point? Or, and you know, why, why are this, this is like mundane problems now? Because okay, you know, this guy stole a billion dollars. Hell, this other guy, you know, wiped out half the universe. You know, that threat is so much bigger. And why aren't all the even the criminal elements like the people like Kingpin, like the people who are, who are now mid-level evil? Because there's a much deeper evil now. Um, are not coming together with the good guys hmm, and fighting against this greater evil. So that's what I'm going to see. And I hope maybe we'll go forward. We'll see some of that. Um, Cam, you got to get out of here, right, brother? I do. I do. Unfortunately, I've got a very busy day tomorrow. Oh, it's all totally, it's totally fine, brother. Hey, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, we yeah. really appreciate it. We'll see you next time. And yeah, absolutely. I hope, yeah. I hope you and your family have a great night. Thanks. Well, th- thank you very much for having me. I had a lot of fun. You guys have a good night, okay? You too. All right, Cam.
So, we got Jeff again in the comment section. Also, real quick, and I will shut up. Who do you think the watch belongs to? My guess, Daredevil. Cyber? Uh, that's my guess, too. Looking at the watch, it looks a lot like the watch that uh, Matt Murdock has in the Netflix show. Uh, if you look at it, the bevel and all that is very, uh, looks like very, like, if you were to touch it, you could feel it type of look. So, to me, it looks like it's a Daredevil watch. Uh, I feel like it's going to be Daredevil's watch uh, because of Kingpin being such a big, pivotal part of Echo and also just of that universe. Um, I think it's all going to tie into the Echo and then Echo into her series. And we'll be seeing because with, you know, the recent MCUs of Matt Murdock, a.k.a. Charlie Cox, being officially a part of the MCU, I think we'll be seeing him soon. So. I think that's. I think it. it I, I would agree with Jeff uh, in that. That I think it's Daredevils too. That's right, everybody. We are getting official word from Kevin Feige. We've gotten it that we are going to get Charlie Cox Daredevil in the MCU. No more rumors. No more. Maybe he'll be in Spider Man Three. Maybe he won't be. He will be in Spider Man Three. We're going to get well, a Daredevil. Well, maybe that's who. Who. Uh... Kate Bishop's mom's calling. Hmm. Nah, I mean, it's possible. Hey, you know what, Renee? At the end of the day, you don't know. You know what I mean? Right. You never know. Um, where you know where things could go at this point with where the series is at. They're definitely doing a very good job of keeping everything with Kate Bishop's mom very hush hush. You know, like they're giving us little tiny bits and pieces with her to work with. And then I guess probably when we get to like episode six we'll get like a real reveal as to like what her whole, you know, situation is because she's being very naive about a lot of stuff. Um, and like kind of, you know, I mean, look, and if one of the original six Avengers showed up in her house with her daughter, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, so, but, um, uh, honestly, um, you know, that leads us of course to, the part of the of the episode where I really did really enjoy it, um, and I'm sure everybody did, the the part where we actually get into Kate Bishop getting into Echo's apartment, and um, that turning into two different separate fights, and Hawkeye thinking he's fighting Echo, Kate thinking she's fighting Echo, then um, we get the reveal that we've got yelling the Belova or just some black widow with a mask and goggles on or whatever. And we get two different fights going on. Kate shoots an arrow, comes across halfway, then eventually finds her way over there to the Hawkeyes area. They have kind of a, a little, you know, a little battle, a little, a little like fight in between each other. And everybody's kind of fighting everybody. Yelling the Belova's fighting Echo and it's kind of, everything's kind of all over the place. And, uh, Kate ends up getting tossed over the side by Yelena Belova. Gets hung up. Hawkeye cuts her loose, lets her go. She persistently runs right up the stairs, comes back to the fight, shoots a like a sonic blast arrow that incapacitates everybody. Echo takes off. And then really quickly after that, uh, Yelena Belova, after she... Uh, kind of like 
waves her finger or whatever at Kate Bishop when Kate when Kate's pointing an arrow at her, like kind of shakes her head and says no, and gives her a finger and says no. Kate doesn't. And Yelda Belova jumps off the side of the roof. Um, so what do you think, Renee? What's your take on that whole, you know, the whole scene, the whole deal? Yeah, I thought it was very, it started out very suspenseful. Um, well, I mean, prior to that, we had the Larfers. Remember that, that little? Oh, yes. Just mention that just real quick. Um, I think here you got where they're bringing them back into and, and maybe down the road where you got just people, just common people just coming off the street wanting to help or some way help, you know, in the Avengers type um, battles. Uh how much that'll be brought into because here again i want to bring back the idea that and it touched on just a little bit with hawkeye the trauma the immense trauma that these people should be feeling you know have lost loved ones thought they were gone forever five years later they all come back and then they're now they're having to deal with that chaos so i really would like to see mcu bring that real human type um situations more to the front to see what just the people on the street hey yeah they're the heroes are great they're winning all these great battles while everybody else is out on the trying to put their their lives back together you know and then they go back to then they go on to the next great episode and we don't see we don't see the damage that's being done by them okay what did you think of the action scenes Oh, yeah. I'll, I'm sorry. Going back to the action scenes, um, getting a little long-winded there. I apologize for that. But, yeah, it was well done. Like I said, it, it goes suspenseful. And then once we get into the action sequences, um, on the rooftop, I, you know, is is well done. And then the reveal of, of, of a Black Widow. Um, the one scene that was just beautiful was where she falls on, on the, the zip line and, um, or not zip line, but the whatever it was. And rather than flailing, as you would expect, you know, somebody like that would be at the end of a, a line that has just jerked, she's just sort of floating there. It, it almost looks like she's in suspense, suspension, but of course she's she's hooked to Hawkeye. And uh, then she falls down through the Christmas lights. And I just thought that was just very sort of a magical moment that entered into what's supposed to be more non-magical, you know, just technical magic type violence sure sure i get where you're coming from cyber what are your thoughts i i thought it was a really well done sequence i really enjoyed it i thought it was really awesome i thought the action was done really well i thought the whole fight sequence was was really uh energetic and very fantastic i mean between you know hawkeye fighting yulina and echo and and uh, Kate fighting, I thought that was a really cool concept that they had both of them fighting somebody and just, you know, battling each other. And I thought it was interesting how they made Yulina really a badass. They, like, literally, like, she was, like, kicking Hawkeye's ass. And I thought that was kind of interesting that, he, like, you know, him being, you know, first-time Avenger, is a lot younger, you think he would have more experience, and she just seemed to, like, you know, out-battle him the whole time. I thought that was kind of interesting. And, like, I liked how during the fight, all of a sudden, you started seeing things that was alluding to that she's a former Black Widow or is a Black Widow. Like, when she charges her, like, zappers, and all of a sudden it goes red, and you're like, oh, like, this is Yolita, finally, we're getting there. And, uh, 
and then the, just like the whole sequence where you know like uh Kate comes across on the uh the you know trip line there and is sl- trying to slide down with her bow and she gets stuck midway and then all of a sudden she is able to get down you know past and then there's that fall that makes Hawkeye think of when you know Natasha jumps off and Bormir to you know sacrifice herself for the uh mind stone or not mind stone uh soul stone and like you can see he was like totally flashing back to that happening in Endgame and you're just like wow that was that was kind of like a uh, another nostalgic talk back to to Endgame and like you know then him telling her you know go go you know leave I I got this and then you know, she ends up coming back up on the roof anyways and helping fighting and stuff, and she uses that trick arrow, which was really awesome. And then that reveal. That reveal was so fun, and it was just like, oh my god, it's Yolita! Yes! <laughs> so I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really a really great scene and a, a great way to end the show. No, I definitely did too. Um... What color? I got my nails done. I got them done in the shade Plan B. Yes. Oh, sorry about that. That must have been technical difficulties, Cyber. I apologize. Um, um uh, another meme. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Apparently, the uh, the woman in in question uh, paints her nails uh, similar to the color of Plan B. I don't know what that is, but you know that's okay. Um. So, anyways, as far as that whole uh like large action action uh scene goes. Um, Echo was kind of beating Kate Bishop's ass, wasn't she? I mean, it looked like mm-hmm. she was kind of beating her ass. And I'll be honest with you, I mean, you guys can tell me what you think, but I kind of felt like in episode three, when she was fighting Hawkeye, I don't know if she was like, I don't know if she was like going, not going full bore, like not going 100% or what, because her like skill, her ability is the same thing as Taskmaster. Like that's what she does. Like so she can throw down, she can fight. Um, like I mean, you know, she's at she's like she's at Daredevil level hand to hand combat. And if anybody's seen Daredevil Netflix series, you know, his fighting, I mean, that shit is like ridiculous. It's the best that I've seen in the in the MCU, I'll be honest with you. I think. Of course, I haven't seen um uh uh Iron Fist yet on Netflix. So who knows, you know, but, um, so I honestly, I wonder if she wasn't kind of like, uh, taking a DZ on Hawkeye or something like that in episode three, because I think she can fight harder than she did. Um, and I think that it made sense why she dipped out on the fight because I mean, it got kind of complicated there. She wasn't even sure what the hell was going on. Um, and I guess basically where I'm at with it is just that, um, I like seeing Kate kind of step her game up and show that she can, you know, like, like Cyber said, she definitely looked better fighting one-on-one with, with her hand-to-hand. She did okay with Yelena Belova um, hand-to-hand, but I think Yelena is mature enough and adult enough to recognize that Kate's young and probably went easy on her too. Um, so I'll ask you, Renee, what do you think is going on with Echo? Do you think Echo is is maybe taking it easy? Like maybe took it easy on Hawkeye in episode three a little bit, and maybe she can fight a little harder than she actually has. 
Um, yeah, I think you're on to it. Um, there was a scene earlier where Hawkeye meets up with um, her henchman, what's his name, in the in the car. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so he's making some overtures to her, um, trying to figure out what's going on. And um, <clears throat> so it very well may, may be that, you know, she's she's at this point, Hawkeye's not her enemy. Uh, I think they they're starting to recognize maybe there's a, a larger enemy here for all of them. And um, so that may be into it, you know, and then when when it gets all four of them on the rooftop, then like I say, she just says, well, it's time for her to, to jump out of it and uh, regroup, you know, retreat and regroup. Um, yeah. And then uh, Yelena, she um, like you say, she does the. No, no, no. So who knows? Maybe she's all that they may all be on the same side. All three or all, all four be on the same side, but they don't know it yet. So let, let's keep watching. <laughs> what do you think, Cyber? Uh, you know, I, I don't I didn't see a difference in her fighting from episode three to this episode. I thought she was still fighting the same capacity as she has always. Uh, I don't think she was pulling any punches with Hawkeye. Uh, I still think that she is still a learner and a beginner. Uh, uh, Echo herself, I think they're kind of going to, how the series is going, especially because she's getting her own series, I feel we're going to see her grow, especially from this to her own show, and that she'd be more at a more mature level by her, the time she's in her show. So I think that we're, she's still learning her abilities, her Taskmaster abilities and stuff like that. Uh, so I, I, I didn't really see a big difference in, like I said, in her fighting. Uh, and then, you know, with Yulina, I felt she was still fighting at the same level she did as in Black Widow. I didn't think she was pulling in punches. I thought she uh, was, you know, like I said before, she was kicking Hawkeye's ass. You could see that. You can see that she was taking him on full force. So I think that the dynamic they were trying to do is to show a lot of woman power is honestly what I think they're trying you know, to do. You it easy on Kate Bishop a little bit just because you can tell from looking at her that Kate's young. No, I don't think so. I think she just happened to not go as, you know, to, they didn't fight as much, I thought. Because she, like, intervened, Kate did, but I don't think she did enough fighting with her in order to, you know, require the fighting level that she was with Hawkeye. Because her and Hawkeye were really going at it. Her and Kate Bishop kind of just interacted briefly with each other. So I don't think she went easy. I think she just didn't interact with her very much. Oh, we know well, for a Well, we are, no, Renee, we already know that if it really, if it went down to it and, and Kate Bishop went one-on-one -on -one with Yelena Belova, Yelena Belova would take her apart. Well, that's what I'm saying. When she, when uh, Kate pulls the bow back and has the arrow pointed at her, that's when Yelena breaks it off. You know, she said, don't go there. Don't escalate this because she would have taken her out at that point because she would have become a threat to her. So at that point, uh, Yelena takes a powder and then it's left with her and Hawkeye. So yeah, I think definitely as far as however the battle went, I mean, that's, it's, I, I can't judge that one way or the other. Really. If that was but, Black um, Widow, but I think that was the key scene where she didn't. She, she didn't take Kate out at that point. She left. If that was Black Widow with the bow and arrow, with that shot, don't you think that she would have taken it? 
Well, it depends on the motivation why she's there. I, I mean, we don't know why Yelena's there to take. Who's she? Who's she there to take out? Hawkeye, Kingpin. We don't know why she's there yet. So, I mean, that that's it's, it's in suspension, as at least for me. Okay. Well, the the end sequence in Black Widow, the post credit scene, uh, shows Julie Louise's Dreyfus character Val, as she likes to be called. Uh, basically give, showing a picture of Hawkeye saying this is your next target. So we do know that she's there to fight Hawkeye. She Hawkeye. But she yeah. didn't take Hawkeye out either. She left. Well, she tried to take Hawkeye out. And then but, things, got, things got messy. Well, that's what I'm saying. She, did, she could have taken out Kate and then took out Hawkeye and then took, took Hawkeye back on. She didn't do that. She left. Well, she lost her firearm and everything. You know what I mean? Like, um, mm. you know, and she's kind of a gun person. Okay. Like, that's, you know, okay. that's how she does her killing. We'll, um, see. we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, no, we'll see. <laughs> um, I think that uh, what it all what it all boils down to it, um, Jeff's right from the comment section that Kate did shoot Echo with an arrow at, at one point. What kind of arrow was that that um that Kate shot at Echo? Was that a regular arrow that actually went into Echo's shoulder? Correct. Okay, and then Echo just broke it off or pulled it out? Correct. Yeah, okay. So she was actually probably injured a little bit at that point when she took off. Yes. Um the the guy from the car with Hawkeye is Kazi. That's what he's called. Um and he has his whole new, he has his whole deal in the comics, but, um, so I guess just to kind of wrap things up with this, um, final thoughts on the series itself and like where we're going right now with the series, um, starting with you, Renee, where are well, we at? Where are we at going into episode five? Like, I mean, you know, where, where are we going? Well, Hawkeye says it himself. Things got real serious, got very serious and he's, you know, he, he's done with uh, Kate. He he can't protect her any longer, and um, he's trying to get away from her at this point. So I think that's where it leaves it. So I think, like I say, I think the next two episodes, those are going to be the, hopefully, those are going to be the whiz-bang kids, and uh, so it's going to bring it all home. Are we going to see Kingpin in the next episode? Uh. I hope so. I hope so. I mean, I mean, they've, they've certainly put in enough checkoff guns about it. So, I mean, they, they have to pull the trigger sometime. Uh, so, yeah, I, th- I think so. In some way or form, we might not see him, but maybe we'll hear his voice or or something else or, or some representative of his will, will show up. But, yeah, I think he will be tied in somehow. Yeah, that's kind of like what me and Cyber were talking about earlier today. We might not get a full kingpin like shot in the in the whole series we might just get some kind of cameo deal a voice or something or something like you said um you know and they might save him for later basically uh you know but uh cyber what are your final thoughts on the episode and what what we got going into episode five what are your what are your thoughts on what what we should expect Overall, I thought the episode was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really well done. I love that we got uh, our first kind of glimpse of Yelena in the series because we knew she was coming. Uh, Like I said, the action sequence at the end was really fantastic and how it got left off was an interesting take. You know, basically Hawkeye disowning Kate, saying, you know, go your own way. I'm going to go my own way, basically. 
Uh, as for the future for episode five, I feel that there's so much ground that they're going to cover in the next two episodes. So, I mean, I think we're going to see a lot of stuff go down. I uh, definitely think that we will be getting some sort of, like, idea behind Kingpin. I definitely agree, either in this episode or the last episode, we'll either get, like, something like we talked about earlier, a cameo of some sort, or, or something that will, you know, reference him. Uh, I definitely foresee us seeing more of Yulina. I feel we'll get to see, uh, probably, you never know, we might get to see Val at some point, maybe, in it. Uh, we'll get our, you know, basically, maybe we'll get more info on what Vera Farmiga, who she's working for, who she called in the episode, this episode. Uh, and, and we just have a huge, there's so much ground to cover to really kind of, like, finish, finish off this little series. Uh, in the next two episodes, so it's going to be a really blast, I feel, and it's going to be a lot of great information that we're going to learn. Well, let's do a rating. I didn't. I, I forgot about that. I wanted to do a rating, so I'll stick with you, Cyber. Uh, one out of ten for this episode. What do you got? Nine. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Renee, what's your rating? One to ten. Um, I'm gonna give it a solid eight. Yeah, it. Uh, I I think it's. The, I'm gonna say it's the best episode of the series so far. Um. Uh. You know, I mean, it, it, nothing's gonna be perfect. You know, if I was, if the day comes, I'll give an MCU any type of MCU product a ten. I, you know. The world will be frozen over, I think, but you know, there's always hope. But yeah, I'll, I'll give this one a solid eight, just just based on the act, the acting alone, um, all of the little plot twists and everything. I'll, I'll, there's like I say, there's a lot of stuff going on in the episode. I think it it would be great to. And, and another thing, just to add about MCU, that's one one wonderful thing. You can go back and look at these movies over again, and then you find something different and that you didn't see the first time. So. You know, a second viewing's worth it. Maybe down the road, you know, when the whole thing's done, you know, just look at the whole thing, you know, uh, uh, what you call it, when you watch them all at one time. Just do it that time. So what about Endgame and Infinity War? You wouldn't give them tens? Oh, I'd give them nines. I'd give them nines. Yeah, I mean, tens, ten for me, I reserve for really, like Citizen Kane or Chinatown, those types of movies. You know, I, I the I, I would say I would give Joker nine and a half, and that's based on it. Not only is it so well done, but my God, Joaquin Phoenix. I mean, he put in a performance that I would match with Marlon Brando and Streetcar Named Desire. That's how good he was, in my opinion. Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and rate the episode a seven point five. Okay. Wow, that's higher than I thought you were going to give it. Yeah. I'm going to give it a 7.5. Yeah. I, th- I thought you were going to say 4. No. No, I think the Hawkeye series is doing great. I mean, um, the uh, the the ratings have been low, lower and down compared to some of the other Disney Plus series. Um, but, you know, and I don't know what the deal is with that. But um, I think it's going great so far. I'm really mm-hmm. happy with it. And, um, you know, uh, uh, honestly, Renee, 
I wish you could actually see my memes because I've got some great ones. I'm gonna try next next time I'm on with you. I'll I'll do my laptop and hopefully it'll work a little bit better. Okay. Well, why don't we go ahead and wrap this up tonight, y'all? Um, this is our Hawkeye episode four review. Will there be more to talk about with Hawkeye? Of course there will. Next Wednesday evening at the same damn time as always. We'll be after it again, live streaming, talking Hawkeye. So I mean, you know, we'll be getting after it. Um, I want to go ahead and thank uh, Cam for coming on. I want to say hello and thank Arch for trying to come on. We miss you, Arch. Um, Vincent Yay. Van Spock, uh, God bless you, man. Um, we, we, we didn't have you tonight because your wife got into a car accident, and I'm glad she's safe. Thank you for reaching out to me and letting me know everything's okay. Uh, we hope you know we, we wish the best to your to your wife and your family and everything and whatnot, and we'll hopefully see you soon. Um, and I want to go ahead and thank uh, Renee for coming on again. Renee, thank you very much. You're welcome. And I want to, of course, thank Cybernetic Shark, my good friend, my co-host, for joining me once again. Cyber? Yes. Do you, you have any final thoughts? you want to do any plugs? Well, of course. So we just want to thank everyone for watching, of course. Want to thank GNN for making us a part of their network, and you know everyone should definitely check them out too on Facebook. They're awesome. GNN, GNN, and of course, you know if you enjoy our content here on the Bleeding Edge, also check out our solo stuff. You can find me and Jeff on Rizzle, of course. I'm under Cybernetic Shark. He's under True Knowledge or the Conservative Voice on there as well. You can also find me on YouTube and my solo stuff under Cybernetic Shark as well. Uh, and, you know, definitely check out, you know, some great platforms such as, you know, uh, the Geek Gauntlet, which is a really great GNN service. You can also got the podcast of Champions. If you don't, if you haven't checked them out, definitely check them out. They're so awesome. That's where Arch comes from. He, it's a great site. You can also go to their freeform, uh, net, which is called Sakar, which is really fun. You can check that out too as well. So yeah, definitely uh, if you enjoy our content, definitely check out all our other little cool links and stuff and uh, check out that content, too. We appreciate it if you do, and uh, you guys rock. Sakar.freeforums.net is the is the homeland for the Podcast of Champions. We are still waiting for Renee to make her way onto the Podcast of Champions yes, on Saturday. <laughs> You've been calling me several times. I said, yeah, I've been wondering when you're going to freaking show wild. up. <laughs> My work schedule's wild. I have the most wonderful job in the world. I'm retired, but I work part-time at a senior living facility as a concierge. And um, my two I have two regular nights, but then I kind of float through the week as, as people are out or have days off or whatever. So no, no telling when I can get called in. But I am definitely going to come on the bleeding edge as soon as I can. Oh, of course. You'll be back. And I feel terrible that you can't actually see any of my memes because they're really funny. Like, you're missing out. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, I can only imagine what you think is going on. But, it, oh, yeah, okay, Cyber, make fun of me. Go ahead. But, um, no, Cyber's right. Um, uh, you know, please go ahead. And we appreciate all of the support that we can ever get from anybody for the Bleeding Edge. We're not trying to be superstars tomorrow. We just want to make good content. We want to compete with the other, you know, creators in our niche and, um, you know, and, and start a little trouble once in a while and make some good friends and, uh, 
you know, have a good time. <laughs> and uh, as oh, always, yeah. I had a good time tonight. I and, did. You know, it was good to hang out with y'all. And um, I'm just going to go ahead and shout out to Geek News Now Network. Uh, thank you very much, Damon, David, um, everybody at GNN. Y'all are good people. We appreciate you. And um, I'll go ahead and say peace out, y'all. Peace out. It's going down. Tip it, tip it, tip it, tip it, tip it, tip it, tip it.